You're listening to The Daily Detail, a roundup of the most important news from the state of Alabama and across the United States. I'm Andrea Tice. A pre-filed bill for the upcoming Alabama legislative session is dealing with masks in schools. HB 18 has been filed by its sponsor, State Representative Chip Brown of Mobile. The bill allows for parents or guardians to opt out of their child being forced to wear a mask while in class. This applies to school activities, events, and transportation. The bill does not seek to ban school administrations from placing a mask mandate upon the students. The bill only applies to public schools, not private schools, universities, trade schools, or other higher education institutions. No civil right to action is written into the bill for school boards who violate the law if it should be passed. The former chairwoman for the Alabama Democratic Party, Nancy Worley, has died at the age of 70. Worley had spent weeks in a hospital recently in Montgomery leading up to her death. Before serving at the state Democratic Party, Worley worked for 30 years in Decatur City Schools. She also served as Alabama's Secretary of State from 2003 to 2007. Worley was also the president of the Alabama Education Association. Chris England is the current chairman of the Alabama Democratic Party. He offered his condolences to Worley's family and friends, calling her a true public servant and great Democrat. A Dothan man is arrested and charged for making several pipe bombs at his home. 42-year-old Joshua Kelly is charged with possession of explosive devices. The search of Kelly's home occurred just before Christmas. What precipitated that search was Kelly's possible connection to several burglaries of storage warehouses. Kelly is also facing burglary charges and one count of meth possession. The Department of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms is also assisting in this investigation. The director of Alabama Tourism says that COVID and COVID fears in 2021 has not really affected tourism. Lee Sentel spoke with WSFA News about this past year, saying that the beaches and state parks and campgrounds are why a lot of people come to the state, and COVID-19 did not affect turnout in these areas. Cities with convention centers, on the other hand, saw a much lower turnout. Sentel says that in 2020, Alabama was one of the top five states with the least amount of revenue loss in tourism, even in the midst of the COVID-19 lockdowns and other health measures. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, the Surgeon General for the state of Florida, Joseph Ladapo, is blasting the Biden administration for slow-walking vital COVID-19 treatments. Ladapo sent a letter to the Department of Health and Human Services in regards to monoclonal antibodies. He says they're not being sent to the state. The letter refers back to September when the Delta variant of the virus was causing an increase in cases in Florida. Governor Ron DeSantis responded by creating a rapid response to those cases by using monoclonal antibody therapy treatments. Ladapo says that shortly after that announcement by DeSantis, the Biden administration cut the supply of those treatments to the state in half. Now Ladapo says the same shortage of treatments is occurring as the state gets ready to deal with Omicron cases. Ladapo says that the antibody treatment may not be as effective against Omicron, but nevertheless, the Biden administration should not be actively preventing the effective distribution of the treatments if a state is seeking that as an option against COVID-19. A New York City jury finds Ghislaine Maxwell guilty of aiding and abetting pedophile Jeffrey Epstein. Maxwell was found guilty of five out of six charges in the sex trafficking of minor girls. 
four women testified to the abuse they encountered as teenage girls. They say they were exploited by both Maxwell and Epstein and lured into the sexual abuse through gifts, money, and promises of future help. Epstein and Maxwell traveled extensively across the globe and targeted underprivileged females who crossed their paths at the homes they had in Florida, New York, and New Mexico. A media outlet known as Project Veritas has been given a win by the New York Supreme Court. That court declared that the New York Times improperly published documents belonging to Project Veritas. Judge Charles Wood wrote the opinion for the court, saying that the New York Times gathered the communications and documents belonging to Project Veritas through irregular, if not improper, means. Attorney Libby Locke for Project Veritas says that the newspaper has long forgotten the meaning of journalism that it claims to espouse and has instead become a vehicle for the prosecution of a partisan political agenda. Another man claiming to be a woman is breaking a woman's record, this time on the game show Jeopardy. Amy Schneider is being recognized as the highest-earning female contestant in the game show's 57-year run. That displaces Larissa Kelly, a biological woman who held the position as a record female prize winner. I'm not sure. It's just so surprising. I mean, I, you know, I'm not going to pretend I didn't think I could do good, but this has just been so much better than I I thought I would do uh, that it's really hard, hard to say what it means yet. I don't know. In the state of California, an appeals court upholds a seminary's policy against same-sex marriages. The Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals determined that Fuller Seminary could in fact expel two students who had entered into different gay marriages. The court ruled that religious exemptions can be applied to Title IX law within education when it comes to enforcing biblical standards for students. Fuller Seminary is in Pasadena and prohibits extramarital sex as well as defines marriage as between a man and a woman. The two students argued that the religious exemption did not apply since the Board of Trustees, not a church, made the rules at the seminary. They also argued that Fuller was unclear on the definition of of what marriage is. The judge rejected those arguments, saying it would be inappropriate for a court to second-guess the school's understanding of its own beliefs. Religious freedom may have just had a victory from that case in California, but free speech has taken another hit. Twitter social media has now permanently banned Dr. Robert Malone from posting on their site. Malone is the inventor of the mRNA vaccine delivery system that's now being used to administer COVID-19 vaccines. Malone has recently come out against giving any COVID-19 vaccines to children, saying it will permanently alter their DNA as well as affect their development into puberty and adulthood. Malone responded to the news about Twitter, saying it was only a matter of time, and indicated that he was over the mark in what he was saying to Americans about the vaccine. Malone is already on other platforms like Substack, Gab, and Telegram. A former New York Times reporter, Alex Berenson, has filed a lawsuit against Twitter recently, as of last week, for violating his First Amendment rights and what he said about COVID-19 vaccines as well. And when it comes to speaking out against COVID-19 vaccines, quarterback to the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers, went on the Pat McAfee show recently to talk about his recovery from getting the COVID-19 virus. Rodgers has resisted getting the NFL-mandated vaccine because of his allergies, and he went with a different treatment known as ivermectin. I'm not a doctor. I get it. That's what people hammer me most about. But I consulted with a number of doctors, MDs, naturopaths homeopathic doctors, and figured out what worked best for me. 
Okay, I'm not some uneducated person who's throwing stuff out. You want to rip on me because I took horse dewormer and whatever else you want to talk about, that's fine. But I also got better in 48 hours, <laughs> and I had symptoms. But how come in a league where we're seeing, what, 51 guys on the list yesterday? 100. There's still zero conversation, at least publicly, around treatment options for people that, that test positive. I do know behind the scenes, this is 100% true, there are many teams who are using or recommending a lot of the same treatments that I got for their players. But publicly, I don't understand why we can't talk about treatments. And, and because I think it needs to be not just talked about with the NFL players, but with the rest of the country. If science can't be questioned, it's not science anymore. It's propaganda. When did science become this blind uh, agreement with, uh, and then not having any debate over what can actually heal people and, and work for people? I, what I don't understand is vaccinated people blaming non-vaccinated people because the vaccine that they took to avoid getting the virus didn't stop them from getting the virus. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. Don't forget to check out Right Side Radio and host Phil Williams in his latest podcast segment. Williams says he's so over the overreach. All right, so over the overreach. Well, let me just tell you, and I want to encourage you in this. Before I get into all of this, I just got to tell you, it's not helping the Democrats. And the funny thing is they can't seem to see it. It's like they cannot, they cannot see that their policies, that the liberal wing of the Democrat Party is ruining their opportunities. Well, I take it back. Some of them do. I think we're starting to see panic set in as they strap themselves to the top of the ticket, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, which is just literally polling at like sub-zero numbers. And then uh, on top of that, you've got um, uh, some, some pretty awful policies being put in place that are affecting people's lives in a real way and causing even independents to flee from the idea of voting for a Democrat in the 2022 midterms. I mean, if the vote was tomorrow, I think it'd be a bloodbath. So what are they going to do? Well, they gotta they got to quit the overreach. That's what's going to have to happen. You can find more of Phil Williams at rightsideradio.org. If you're enjoying The Daily Detail and want to get the reports directly to your phone, be sure to go and subscribe either on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow, and I look forward to updating you then.